Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is The Sharp Edge, a sports conversation for the sports betting world. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. Featuring legendary handicapper Brandon Lang. How much that do-ray may be for? Aaron Coscarelli. How dare you? She's a nice lady! And Scott Seidenberg. The Spartos, the Motorheads, Geeks, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. This is The Sharp Edge. And welcome into another edition of The Sharp Edge alongside Brandon Lang and Aaron Coscarelli. I'm Scott Seidenberg getting you ready for Championship Sunday in the NFL. Quick reminder to subscribe, rate, and review The Sharp Edge wherever you get your podcasts from. It goes a long way in helping us out so we can continue to help you out. And that's exactly what we've done so far in this NFL postseason. Uh, I started off last week's pod, guys, by giving credit where credit is due. And I will do it again this week because for the second week in a row on this very podcast, Brandon Lang gave out not just Titans plus the points, but said that the Tennessee Titans were going to win outright. And they did for a second straight week on the road in the postseason. Dude, two incredible calls. I got to give it to you. Yeah, but unfortunately, I've done this for 30 years. And the crazy thing about this business is you can only enjoy a big win like that for 24 hours until the next game starts. And it was a great call. I, I told friends um, who bet him on the money line plus 380. That was probably one of the best calls I made since the Giants plus 11 and a half over the Patriots and said that they would shock the world and beat the 18-0 Patriots. Bro, two weeks, two, weeks, two weeks in a row, plus 270, plus That's 350. Bad. They covered my they covered my rent for February. Very yeah, impressive. And, and, Thank you. Thank you, Aaron. So, you know, it was 150 dimer and, and everybody knows that's probably the max I go on the website is 150 dimer. So on Sunday, I came with an 80 dimer. Didn't really like the board. I, I, I like the over in Houston and Kansas City. Probably should have released that. Gave that on the podcast. But I, I, I thought Seattle and Russell Wilson would play better. I don't know why Pete Carroll went for two down 28, 23 with nine minutes to go. Mm-hmm. Of course, if he kicks the extra point, everybody covers with Seattle. Lost a heartbreaker there. But in this business, no matter how good the call was on Tennessee, no matter how much money I made people on Tennessee, I came back and released my first 200 dimers since last year in the championship game when I had Clemson over Alabama, and I came with Clemson. Now, before I say what I'm about to say, if I had to play the game over again, I would probably play LSU. Like watching that game and being objective, I would probably say LSU was the right side. With that being said, there were three things that happened in the third quarter that changed the course of that game. And that was when Clemson forced the three and out to start the second half, they went right through LSU. They scored two-point conversion, 28-25. The very next possession, they forced LSU to a third and two. And Nolan, uh, Nolan, his last name is Dad Turner. Nolan Turner, whose father died of, of, of ALS, and they say CTE, steps in front of Burrow's throw. It is a pick six. It is a 32-28 lead for Clemson. It is a pick six. It's not one of these where the guy steps in front of the receiver and the receiver grabs his arm. Yeah. No, no, yep. no. This was cleanly in front of him, cleanly two hands, cleanly pick six. And Nolan Turner, that's going to haunt him for the rest of his. He's not going to play in the NFL. He's not good enough to play in the NFL. 
But I'm telling you, that's going to haunt him for the rest of his life. So they punt. Clemson's on their own 19. 11-yard pass on first down. First and 10, 31. They, they run on second and nine. They throw a screen pass to ETM. Oh, Kurt, he gets Kurt shoestring Kurt tackled. That's a 70-yard touchdown. That's a 70-yard touchdown. Yep, yep Herb Street said yep. Ross makes his block. If Ross doesn't miss his block, that is a touchdown, 32 That's a 70. You're, you're 100, you are 100% right. I talked about that play on my college football podcast. That is a 70. That is a to-the-house ETN yeah. takes that. That is 100%. That was the tackle that saved the game for LSU. Yeah, so that, that's, that's number two. Here's number three. So drive stalls. They punt. Once again, they force a three and out to start the third quarter. They force another three and out and get the ball back. And then the drive stalled on the, the missed, missed block by, by Ross. And then here they are in the next possession about to force another three and out, third and 11. And right in front of the Clemson bench on third and 11, you have three wide receivers bunched right in front of Venable, right in front of Dabo, right in front of everybody. Brett Venable is literally four and a half yards away from the, the, the wide receiver. He's blitzing. I called it my living room. Wide receiver screen. It's a yeah. wide receiver screen on the blitz. Now, if I can call it from my living room. How does a defensive coordinator four yards away don't see it? 42-yard gain. They go in and score. 35-25. Game over. Those three things. And it was so frustrating because I would have loved to have seen the game play out. 32-28, and let's see what happens then. Well, I, I, I also LSU would have loved wins. I also would have loved to see the game play out if they don't call that BS offensive pass interference and Clemson makes it a 10-point game with 10 minutes left. Yeah, but it, but listen, it should have it should have never got to that. It's like uh, it's like I said 2 weeks ago when the Patriot when 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 the Titans beat the Patriots. Um up 10-7, first and goal at the 1-yard line. Titans hold. Let's say it gets to 17-7. That would have been a really interesting game to watch with the Titans down 10. Now, let's go one step further. Last week, if Harbaugh doesn't go for it in the first quarter, fourth and one from his own 46-yard line down 7 nothing. if he punts, let's see how that game plays out. Instead, he uh-huh. goes for it, doesn't get it. The bomb by Tannehill, they're down 14 nothing, and the game was over. So my thoughts is sometimes you're on the wrong side of the game. Sometimes you still have a shot, but when he dropped the pick six, I literally almost threw the remote through the TV because I said that is a game-changer game set match. Yeah, to me, I just – you know what? I I picked LSU to win the national championship back in November. I felt that they were the best team in the country all season long. I just looked at the 16-day layoff, and I felt that Clemson, who had been in this situation before with a long layoff – would outweigh the fact that it was basically a home game for LSU. I thought Venables was going to look at what happened in the Auburn game. He was going to look at what happened in the Florida game and come up with a better defensive scheme. And and you know what? For the first quarter, Clemson outplayed them in the first quarter. And I went back and I watched this game again. And you know what's the craziest part about it? Go ahead. Clemson played really well. Clemson actually did not make mistakes. They play. I mean, Trevor Lawrence had a bad game. I'll give him that. But overall, overall, Clemson played really well. No, they're, they're, LSU they're, they're, is just LSU was just that much well, better. That's how that's how good this team was. 
Aaron, you can weigh in and just and after I say this, um, Venable made a, a few huge mistakes. You're up 17-7. There's no reason to stay man on the outside and allow the big play. There's there, there, there's no reason. I'm sorry, it was 10 nothing. There's no reason to leave him isolated outside man-to-man where he got beat 10-7. At 17-7, um, and at, 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 I thought I thought at at seven at 21-17, it was third and 19, and Venable didn't blitz, and you got the pass interference penalty when he rushed three, and I'm like, you've been blitzing the whole first half. Mm-hmm. Why did you blitz there and just get the ball back so at least you get into the half, 21-17? He didn't. Pass interference penalty ignited the drive, and then from 28-17, you were dead. So, Aaron, as okay. you watch Hi, remember me? <laughs> I'm on the show too. Aaron's no, but- just waiting for Joe Burrow to be a Cincinnati Bengal. No, first of all, I, I, I think yet last week I was the only one that called LSU. But I see where I disagree with you, Scott, because I feel like between Clemson playing like how you mentioned, you thought they performed well. I feel like Clemson is defined by lawrence travis lawrence and he just or trevor he wasn't there he just didn't seem to play up to what the tempo that lsu defense was trying to capitalize on and then of course yes you have 463 yards five scores 15 targets and 221 yards to chase like they couldn't they could not figure out that offense to save their life and if you don't have Lawrence playing up to the potential that he's supposed to be playing in that kind of game you're going to have what ended up ha- happening and yep. I called it last week and you and guys- it could have been worse Jamar Chase drops a gimme touchdown would have been his third touchdown of the game would have won me my prop bet for Jamar Chase three plus touchdowns at plus 1200 but that's besides the point uh this game could have been a, a lot worse and, and I'll tell you something uh, Brandon, I don't know how you feel about this, or Aaron, I don't know how you feel about this, but prop bets make the game really fun to watch. Forget yeah, about do. picking a they forget do. about picking a side. I, I was doing a lot of prop bets last week in the playoffs in the NFL, and then in the national championship game, I had all these player props, and I'm sitting there going, Can ETN get into the end zone one more time? I don't care if Clemson wins or loses. Score two touchdowns for me at plus two fifty, please. Right. Yep. Right. Right. Yep. Exactly right. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm going to look for this weekend. Real quick, I do have to give props before we get into the uh, the situations this week. I thought you were crazy, Lang. I mean, going against Baltimore with what Baltimore has put on tape this year with Lamar Jackson, certifiably the best running back who has an arm, let's be yeah. honest. I don't know how you called it, but you freaking called it. So congratulations, because I think the Titans are a, a, a very, very scary team. Okay, Aaron. So do you think the Tennessee Titans, as a touchdown yeah. underdog, now yeah. on the road in Kansas City against the team, let's face it, if it ain't this year for Andy Reid and this Chiefs team, oh, no. I don't know when it's going to be because it's perfectly laid out for them to get to the Super Bowl. Right. Can the mm-hmm. Titans and they're gonna need to pull pay- another upset? Exactly. And they're going to need to pay Mahomes and, and, and all of that. And I think this is the year for hopefully Andy Reid, but it's not going to happen that way. And here is exactly why. And Lang uh, kind of alluded to it last week. I think it's absolutely 100% accurate. Simply, the Titans' offensive line is better than what the Chiefs can do defensively in terms of their front four. It is a bad week 
for Chris Jones to be day-to-day with that calf injury as he is up against Derrick Henry, who back-to-back over 175 yards in the postseason, never been done before by a running back. It is not going to go, in my opinion, the Chiefs' way. I think the Titans pull off the W against the Chiefs. Wow. wow. I could do it three weeks in a row. Am I, am I, really, I, I have to do it. Just on principle, just because I hit them on the money line two weeks in a row, I have to sprinkle a little bit on the money line this week just because I'm going to keep riding this train. But something, I don't know, Brandon, I'm scared of this Chiefs team. They were down 24 nothing last yeah. week in the yeah. first quarter, and they still won and still covered. I know. Yeah, let me, let, me just say, let, me, let me just say this, and, and again, 30 years of doing this to, to educate people. Do you know why you get blowouts? In the NFL playoffs, why? Educate, because please. Be, because <laughs> because teams that aren't supposed to be there right. get there. Mm-hmm. Houston right. had no right beating Buffalo. Buffalo was the better team. Buffalo goes into Kansas City. It is a much more competitive game. It is a whole different kind of game. Houston got there because Buffalo made some critical little mistakes, but Buffalo deserved to win that game. Conversely, there's no way the Minnesota Vikings should have beaten the New Orleans Saints. The Saints Mm -hmm. were the better team. They just played like garbage. If the Saints go out to San Francisco, it is a much better competitive game. So you had Minnesota going to Frisco, who never should have beat the Saints, and you had Houston going to Kansas City, who never should have beat the Bills. There's two blowouts right there. Now, Let's analyze this week. I'll start with Tennessee. The New England Patriots, and I said on radio today, I use this analogy. And Aaron, this is for you. Not that you've ever been to a strip bar or seen hot strippers, but our podcast would not be the way it is unless I made a stripper reference at somewhere in the podcast. So let's say you go into a strip bar, any male on the planet, you're sitting at the bar, you're having your beer, and the hottest stripper in the world walks right towards you, grabs you by the hand gives you a kiss on the cheek and says, I'm going to give you a free lap dance. Let's go. 100% every man on the planet goes and gets that free lap dance. Derrick Henry is that stripper. And the New England Patriots knew they're going to run Derrick Henry, and they couldn't stop him. Last week, the Baltimore Ravens knew they are going to run Derrick Henry, and they couldn't stop him. So to Aaron's credit, the whole key to this game is the Kansas City Chiefs and their 28th-ranked rush defense, who when they lost to the Titans 33-27 earlier this year in Tennessee, and, and Henry gashed them for 188 yards, the only advantage they have is they're playing at home, and I don't think that's going to matter because if the Patriots couldn't stop him and the Ravens couldn't stop him, the 28th-ranked rush defense in the NFL is not going to stop them based on how well the offensive line is playing for the Titans. Now, I unloaded on the Titans plus the points. I took half of that because just as Scott said, just based on principle, I money line them against the Patriots. I money line them against the Ravens. I'm going to money line them again. Yes, the game scares me. Um, I do like over the posted total, 53 and a half, a little high, but, but I think, the, again, the first meeting combined for 60. And I do see the tight – listen, we've said this. Number one quarterback rating last 12 games of the NFL season, Ryan Tannehill, 119. Um, most touchdowns by a quarterback, passing and running. Going into the Ravens game, Lamar Jackson with, with 30, Ryan Tannehill with 25. 
Um, he's playing at a level we've never seen, but but he has the number one rusher in the NFL, and we know the best friend of a quarterback is is a running game and a play action pass. So my I'll say this: if the Titans win the turnover battle, they're going to shock the world and they're going to beat the Chiefs outright again. You said it last week, and that's and it. I, I do it again. Yeah. Yep. I, I mean, I feel like I have to. <laughs> I have to. You're right. Three weeks. You have I'm, to. I gotta do it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you just I can't to. imagine it happening again. But I'm, I'm gonna do it. All right. I'm going tight. Are all three of us going Titans money line? Yes, you can't. Yeah, yes, you can't. Plus two ninety. Yes, you can't be persuaded by what you saw in the Texans game. The Houston Texans are without question the worst coach team in yes. the NFL. Yes. The, the, uh, someone should call the local Houston police and send them to Bill O'Brien's house and arrest him right now for theft, stealing, money laundering, for, for stealing his paychecks from the Houston organization. I don't know if he was eating edibles, hit the bong, or whatever he was doing, but whatever convinced him up 24-7 to fake a punt from his own 31-yard line oh, is goodness. absolutely out of control. The right now, the Titans... Yeah, it changed. Absolutely. So I love the way Vrabel got this team playing. I love what Dean Pease is doing on the defensive side of the football. And, and again, I think this, uh, of the two games, this is going to be the competitive one. Okay. We'll get back into the podcast in just a second. But as we are into the new year and the NFL playoffs are winding down for the first time in a long time, the Patriots got knocked out on wild card weekend. And we know the Baltimore Ravens aren't going to the Super Bowl. So who's your next pick? Well, head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry, and if football's not your thing, no worries. MyBookie's got it all, from the NBA to the Premier League. Yep, I said Premier, not Premier. They've got odds on the UFC as well, and with everybody's favorite Irish nuisance fighting this Saturday the 18th, well, things are bound to get interesting. MyBookie has the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra 1000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from MyBookie. Bet, win, get paid. So uh, let's go to the NFC game then. Aaron, the 49ers at home, you give them the advantage. They're laying over a touchdown, seven and a half. Will this be a close game or another San Francisco blowout? No, this is going to change. This is going to be different. This is going to be a close game, in my opinion, even though I know that the Niners are at Santa Clara. That certainly helps. But look, the reason why I, I think the 49ers still win, but they win by a field goal. And here's why I believe this. Because even though... I ultimately believe that the Packers aren't going to pull off the W. They're just, they don't really travel as well as they are at obviously at Lambeau, but you know, now you have obviously Aaron Rodgers with the, with the complement of weapons that Devonte Adams is there. He doesn't have turf toe anymore. He certainly didn't when they met last time. Uh, he's got the supporting cast of the defense. He's got Aaron Jones, but look, the Niners have a triple-headed monster in the backfield. I'm sorry, but that defense has Nick Bosa. They ate the offensive line for breakfast last time they had. Now, don't tell me. I know Brian Belaga was injured in that game, but 
you know, he hasn't really been the same since he's been back. And I just don't think Nick Bosa is easy to contain. I believe this is another game similar to the Titans where they're going to control the tempo because they're going to win it in the trenches. So for me, I personally think the Niners pull off the win, but they're not going to have a blowout like perhaps maybe we've seen with them earlier in the season. I personally think that the Niners are going to keep it close with the Packers because of Aaron Rodgers, but it's not going to be by a lot. They win by a field goal. Brandon, where are you going? Seven and a half and 46 no. is the posted total. Scott, you go ahead and have at it first, and then I'll 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 be the Mariana Rivera, and I'll close because I have I have just an unbelievable opinion on this. Well, game. the move the move that I did, and I put this in already, and uh, it's tight. I, I did the two team teaser because you know me, I like teasing. You know, I'm just that kind of guy. Uh, I have the Titans plus the fourteen and a half. Uh, I pushed them up, and then I pushed the Forty ers down to basically a pick 'em. So I think the Niners win this game. I don't care about the spread. If I'm picking against the spread, though, I'm going to go with the 49ers just because they have been so dominant, especially at home. The defensive front, whatever they're calling that front four or front seven, they've got some cute nickname for it based on all of their last names and first names, whatever. Uh, They are just great. And the Packers don't impress me. I, I keep saying it every week. They just don't impress me. Aaron Rodgers, what, has made him so good throughout his career has been his mobility, his escapability. But for some reason, he's not really running the ball that much this year. And he's, he's getting the ball out very quickly, which is admirable. And he's hitting his receivers. That's great. I just think that if the 49ers can take away Devontae Adams, I don't see Alan Lazard or Geronimo Allison or Marquez Valdez Scantling or even Jimmy Graham beating this 49ers secondary. So I'll take Richard Sherman against Adams or however they decide to split up the field and whatnot. And then if the Niners, that defensive front, they're going to eat up Aaron Jones. I think this is a 49er victory all the way. I'm not going to go against them. Okay. Take a deep breath, everybody. And let me take you down a little trip down memory lane. Here's some numbers for you. 104 yards passing. 1.9 1.9 yard per completion. Um, they lost the game 38-7. Now, you get pressure on the quarterback in the NFL two ways. Your D-line just gets there with no blitz or your secondary covers so well that literally – Eyes can't get open, and the quarterback's got to hold on to the ball for just a little while longer. Um, Green Bay didn't sign any new players. This is a Green Bay team that all year long has been highly overrated. They were exposed at Los Angeles against the Chargers, who absolutely abused Aaron Rodgers. And the scary thing about that game is the Packers were coming off a bye week and they rolled into la la land and got absolutely destroyed if you look at their schedule down the stretch they played after losing to the Niners they played the Giants they played the Redskins they played the Bears who had the ball driving late to tie them and then Trubisky threw a pick they went into Minnesota and beat the Vikings who were exposed last week and the game I want to highlight is yes, you beat the Vikings, you dominated them. You went into Detroit against a really bad Lions team, and you won a game 
you had no right winning. You won a game against a quarterback by the name of David Blau, unsigned rookie free agent out of Purdue, whose highlight in life was the Saturday night win over Ohio State. That's David Blau. They had no right beating the Detroit Lions. And then they beat a Seahawk team that Russell Wilson had perhaps his worst first half of football on the planet Earth. And even though he did some good things in the second half, the last drive before they punted and never got the ball back on third and nine, he never saw the corner blitz coming from his right side. I don't know what Russell Wilson was thinking about. He was garbage. And because he was garbage, now we get a rematch of Packers-Niners instead of the rematch we should have gotten, which was Ali Frazier, Thrilla in Manila, number three. Game one Monday night, unbelievable game, Niners-Seattle. Game two at the goal line Sunday night. And then game three is what we should have had. But Russell Wilson solely decided, I'm going to play like crap and I'm going to lose the game for Seattle. So now what do we have? We have the same Green Bay team with the same offensive line and the same players going into San Francisco against a healthier San Francisco Niners team that Richard Sherman held Devontae Adams to seven receptions for a mere 43 yards. If you struggle to beat the Detroit Lions on the last game of the year, I don't give a flying you-know-what who you are. They are going to go out to San Francisco. Their receivers are not going to beat press man coverage. Matt LaFleur is completely out of his league, and they are going to hammer this team again. Well, and that's a good point that you just brought up because I think you got to look at the opponents. Let's not forget that the Niners managed to beat a team that had a Devontae Adams kind of, not even close, better than a Devontae Adams in Michael Thomas, and they managed to beat the Saints at the Superdome in the middle of the season. So they can hold their number one and keep them in check. And yes, Devontae Adams completely shut down and absolutely not a threat. And people will say the turf toe injury, but he is just always been injury prone. We may see him leave early in this game when the 49ers, like you said, suffocate him on the road at Santa Clara. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, is going to continue to play dominant and they just don't have the front seven that they have, obviously, led by Nick Bosa. So Think about uh, this. Think about this. In that 37-8 win, Garoppolo was 14 of 20 mm. for mm-hmm. 253 yards. They have a running game. They have weapons. Listen, Aaron, you might be right. It might be a 10-point game, and you're sweating a backdoor by Aaron. With Listen, last time on the road, 2016, down seven, Hail Mary, and Aaron could do whatever. Right. <laughs> but for me, there's a right side to a game and a wrong side to a game. And for me, you try to you lose with San Francisco before taking a shot and trying to win with Green Bay only because how thoroughly dominated they were. Aaron Rodgers, 20 of 33 for 104 yards. He had 20 completions for 104 yards. So what does that tell you? That tells you that once they realized they couldn't three-step or five, they couldn't five-step drop him 
because they couldn't block. They went to dump offs and short passing games and couldn't pick up third downs, and it was all over after that. So for me, the right side of the game is the Niners. I'll go swing and I'll go down swing with the Niners because I think Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay is is complete garbage. I've said it all year long. They were exposed by the Chargers. They were exposed by the Niners in the first meeting. And and the way they dominated Minnesota last week, I think they're going to dominate Green Bay as well. I'm I'm with you there. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, you know, in terms of me doing my prop bets and trying to make some some really fun money this weekend, Aaron, last week you gave us a, a, D, a DFS player that you really like. Who's a player that you really like here and what should be the final DFS slate of the year with the two games here on Championship Sunday? You know, basically give me the, the best player that's going to perform the best so I can go ahead and bet them on the over on the props of yardage or touchdowns. Well, George Kittle didn't have, like, the biggest game last week, but I'm sticking with George Kittle because against that Packers secondary, they haven't been very scary. I think that George Kittle is the number one guy they're going to try to hold back, and they're not going to be able to do it. I think he's going to overman that defense, and I think he's going to I think I saw it was – 79 let me double check on that i think it was 79 yards 75 and a half so you'd go over the 75 and a half for george kittle yes i he's got a little bit of a of an ankle injury so i don't know if he if that's something that you know is nagging him but i think that he'll be fine against the secondary with green bay definitely and and let's have fun with this all three of us give a pick right now we'll go first in the nfc title game actually let's start with the afc title game First touchdown of the game will be who? Titans. Yes, who? I'm going at Derrick Henry's plus 550 first touchdown score. Oh, my God. Gift. And he's Gift. the favorite. Gift. Actually, no, Gift. Damian Williams is the favorite at plus 500. So you go Derrick Henry plus 550? Absolutely. Yeah. Aaron, who do you got? First I'm touchdown going, scored. I'm going A.J. Brown. I think they're going to change it up a little bit. First touchdown scored, A.J. Brown plus 1,000, Aaron. Oh, yeah. I like that. That's You know what, Aaron? Sometimes you come with something just flat out. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just sexy. Just okay. NFC. NFC title game. First touchdown scored. I'm going to go with first touchdown scored. Give me Raheem Mostert at Ooh. plus 650. Wow. Who do you think, Aaron? Wow. First touchdown scored in that game. Well, I like Mostert. Obviously, he's been good in fantasy. I'm going to go a different direction. I'm going to say Matt Breida. Matt Breida plus 2,000. Plus 650. Wow. Plus 2,000. I like that. Running back, break a 20-yarder. I like that. Yeah, I like that. That's awesome. Let's do it. Brandon, let's throw a buck down on Matt Breida and A.J. Brown. First touchdown scorer in both games. That'll cash us I'll in for three. Little. That'll cash us in for three grand. A buck? What do you mean? Hundred? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Throw it in. I'll Venmo it to you. Put it in. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll enjoy put championship gotta, Sunday. What I got to do? Got to Venmo you. What I got to do? Venmo you two hundred to put that in there, big dog. We'll take care of it, and uh, and okay. we'll reconvene after the championship weekend, and we'll be getting ready for the Super Bowl. Wow, can't believe it's already. Aaron, ready. are you coming to Miami? I have work. I won't be there, but I'm going to be there with you guys. Wow. Obviously. All right. Okay. Well, we'll, you know what? We'll, uh, we'll get you on the horn while we're there. A little, little, uh, slip. All right. Absolutely. Talk All right, to you All right later, guys. Man.
Have a good weekend. Well, there you have it for Aaron Coscarelli and, of course, Brandon Lang. I'm Scott Seidenberg reminding you to subscribe, rate, and review The Sharp Edge wherever you get your podcasts from. And be sure to hit us up on the Believe Podcast Network at BLEAV.com. Enjoy Championship Sunday. Talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.